Hey there, the Houston Astros coming to Atlanta, and they do what they do. That's right, they win. Hunter Brown in a bend-not-break performance. Jordan Alvarez with a home run late, and the offense never gave up. After giving up the four runs, the relief pitchers settled in. This was a great win. Let's talk about this on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high-drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. My name is H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. I'm flying solo tonight on this special Friday night edition of Locked on Astros. What a great win. A bend-not-break performance by Hunter Brown. Looked phenomenal. The kid stayed in after giving up four runs. We'll talk about that here in a second, the details. And make sure every day is that you make you that you make locked on Astros your first listen every single day. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I hope that y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. I started listening to the game over pickleball. I just took up pickleball this last week. And let me tell you, I have found a new sport that I absolutely love to play. It gets me outside. It gets me active. And boy, am I not in shape. I could not try out for the Astros. I could not even try out for a professional dodgeball team at this point. But I was listening to the game. And when I first started listening to it, the Astros got up. I mean, look, Mauricio Dubon reached on a throwing error. That was a great, a great start to the game. Um, Alex Bregman doubled um, on a sharp line drive. And then Mauricio Dubon scores. The Astros go up one to nothing in the top of the first inning. Then Jordan was hit by a pitch. You're like, now Jose Abreu is up. Jose Abreu, he has not been hitting with runners in scoring position. He gets up, strikes out swinging. Then Kyle Tucker lines out, and then Jeremy Pena strikes out swinging. So the Astros walk away in the first half of the first inning, top of the first inning, with only one run, where you would have liked to have gotten two, three, or four runs that inning, you did not. And what did the Braves do? They came in, Hunter Brown, I will say this, he did get squeezed. Um, He should have gotten out of the inning sooner rather than later, but he ended up giving a, he ended up giving up a double to Ronald Acuna Jr. And then he came back with a, he came back with a strikeout. Um, He, he saw, he saw, look, uh, I mean, <laughs> I just lost my place. Um, so Austin Riley, after this, doubled and drove in Ronald Acuna. So that tied the game one-to-one. So you had you had things going, everything going, it seemed like, for the Braves. Matt Olson struck out swinging, and then Austin Riley doubled. Sorry about that. I'd lost my place there. Then Sean Murphy walks. You get him out and visit. Settle down, Hunter. It's not a big deal. Eddie Rosario strikes out. Two outs. Okay, you're like two outs. No big deal. Two to one game. Then Ozzie Albies gets up. He doubles. Austin Riley scores. Um, Sean Murphy scores. Now it is three to one. 
and Vaughn Grisham gets up. He singles. Ozzy Albee scores. It's four to one at um, Braves. Sam Hillard pops out. Now, here is the deal. In a in a performance like this, when a when a pitcher goes up and gives up four runs, you immediately start thinking, how long can Hunter Brown go? And you were wondering, what is Dusty Baker going to do in this situation? And we have seen Dusty Baker trust his young starters. He trusted Hunter Brown last year when he got into some trouble. And if this kid is going to be a future number one or number two starter, you've got to let him work out of tough situations. And so Hunter Brown, this is literally a classic bend but don't break performance. Let me show y'all some things that I picked up here um, from, from Hunter Brown. Looking on the screen, he threw 34 sliders, 30 knuckle curves, and only 29 four-seam fastballs, okay? His velocity, his max was 97.8. He averaged 96 miles per hour on the four-seam, 83.7 on the knuckle curve, and 92.1 on the slider. He topped out at 95.2 miles per hour. You like to see Hunter Brown getting that velocity. And um, we'll talk a little bit about um, Presley here in a second because that was one of the concerns the last few starts is his velocity down. Um, so Solo Thought Sports says Brown has only had 11 career starts. It was a good learning lesson and teaching moments. That's correct. That's the thing about this situation. Dusty Baker trusts his guy. Hunter Brown, I don't know if y'all remember his last outing, how much emotion he showed on the mound. This kid, when he gets into trouble, he does not panic. I remember it was Joe Record. I cannot remember the pitcher off the top of my head, but one of the minor league hands talked about that they had given up five runs in the first inning when they were in Corpus. And the pitching coach came out and said, look, kid, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And then he went out the next six innings and threw no hit ball. Well, after the Braves scored four runs, they didn't score a single run after that. They put zeros from innings two through nine. So you had Hunter Brown go in there, and he he literally, he pitched four and two-thirds innings. Okay, he did not get the win, but he had seven strikeouts. He only had two walks. All four runs were earned, but he, it was a bend, not break performance. Okay, Baton, an inning in the third, Stanek, an inning, Nary's an inning, Presley an inning, and his velocity was up. I like to look at when I when I talk about Stanek, and we'll get to the hitting in the second segment. I want to focus on the pitching right now because this is key for us to look at and to pay attention to. Um, Ryan Stanek, look at this. He threw 14 pitches total. He had he had his velocity going, 98.2 miles per hour on his four seam. 89.9 on a splitter average and 88.9 on his slider. He only threw one slider, but he threw eight forcing fastballs, five splitters. He got a strikeout. So you had every one of the pitchers record at least one strikeout. Hector Neri's recorded two strikeouts. This is the kind of performance that the Houston Astros had out of their bullpen and out of their starters on a day in and day out basis. And it is one of those things where you're wondering is the bullpen going to turn the corner? Um, I see y'all talking about Montero. 
Um, MZ says, I'm glad Dusty didn't bring in Montero. Look, I, I think Montero is going to have a very short leash going forward until they get his struggles worked out. I, I really believe that Montero will be fine. He did sign that big contract. A lot of people are down the Astros for doing that. Sometimes a contract like that doesn't break the um, doesn't break the team's finances, but you give that to them as a tip of the hat to what they've done for you. And so that's why some people are like, well, why didn't you sign Valdez as well? Or why in the heck haven't you signed Tucker? Again, I think Tucker is a guy that you've got to sign. But before we move forward, I want to talk to y'all about game time. Let me tell you about game time. This is an amazing app. It is for last minute ticket deals. When I tell you that my son and I literally went to the final four last minute, we literally did. And we paid well under what most people paid around us that were sitting there. If you download the app, it's free to download and use a promo code locked on MLB. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. You can buy tickets from any event, not just sporting events. You can go to plays. You can go to Broadway. You can go to ballet. I mean, whatever it is, if, if your lady wants to go to Cynthia Mitchell Woods concert and sit on the lawn, they probably have tickets for that as well. Forget planning for months. You can wait to the last minute. Flash deals and the game time guarantee means that you'll always have the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's right. So buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. So right now, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Okay. Now, boys and girls, the moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Let's talk about this offense Let's talk about this offense. Let's talk about this guy right here, Jordan Alvarez. Hey, Jordan, how you doing? Um, he came in huge, but not just Jordan. We had Mr. Jolks come in there. We had Mauricio Dubon come in there. Even Jake Myers got a, got a part in there. Even Alex Bregman. And I don't have poor Yanner Diaz. I don't have Yanner Diaz's picture. But these guys were absolutely just raking when they were up to the plate. You know, Dubon got it started and Bregman did as well. And then when you get to later in the game, Corey Jolks had a single early in the game. Yanner Diaz was in there. He ended up grounding out in the second inning. You're like, oh, come on, what's going to happen? Well, things didn't go their way offensively until late in the inning. Okay, until late in the game, until the seventh inning. So you get to the seventh inning and you have Corey Jolks get to walk. There's a pitching change. Elder leaves. Jesse Chavez comes in. Then Yiner Diaz doubles on a sharp fly ball to right field. Um, then he went to third. And I think they ended up calling it a triple because right here, I'm sitting here looking at Jim Rome's. Um, tweet and he says Yanner Diaz's first major league triple and Jake Myers opposite field single have the Astros within a run so that brought them to a um, Jake Myers singles and Diaz scored that brings them to three to four and then what do you know Mauricio Dubon comes in and hits a double scores Jake Myers they they tie it up 
And then Bregman walked. Alvarez popped out. Abreu flied out. Tucker was called out on strikes. Now, if you go back and you look at the strike zone and you look at um, what these umpires were seeing or not seeing, they missed a lot of pitches. I don't think that big four-run inning happens if Hunter Brown gets some better calls because he got some really bad calls. I believe Acuna should have been out on his at-bat. But, look, Diaz and Jolks every day. I love this. I'm wondering how much more playing time Diaz is going to get. Whenever Diaz is in there, guys and girls, the Astros win. I mean, the Astros absolutely win the day when he is in there. So let's let's look at this performance by this team. Let's look at the, like, who did what, all right? Dubon, three for five. Alex Bregman, two for four. Jordan Alvarez, one for four. We'll get to his home run in a second. Jolks, two for three. Diaz, one for four. Myers, two for four. Myers is hitting 250 right now. Myers is hitting 250. Jeremy Pena is hitting 200. Jeremy Pena is the low man on the totem pole. Jeremy Pena cannot hit a breaking pitch to save his life. Kyle Tucker was over four tonight. Um, Jose Abreu was over four. So the middle of the lineup, the four, five, and six hitter were over. They were over 12. But that's why you have a one through nine. That's why you have veterans and rookies and everybody comes to the ballpark to contribute. That's why this team is not just built on the fact that Altuve and Brantley are out. Okay. Look, Brennan, you might be right. And if Jake Myers, 2021 Jake Myers is back, then Chaz McCormick has got his work cut out for him. And maybe the blessing in disguise for this Chaz McCormick being out, and we don't want anybody to be hurt, we don't want anybody to miss time, is that if it provides opportunity for someone else to play, like Jake Myers, who had lost his position because of an injury, you want that. You absolutely want that. Now, this is what we've got to do. We've got to temper our excitement just a little bit. I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket on the party. I'm not trying to be a party pooper. But we are, how many games into the season? We are 20 games into the season. 15 of those, Mauricio Dubon started. And I, I, I think I think Jolk's 15. Dubon started almost every game. But these young guys, or these guys that are having these these like really breakout kind of beginning of the season, let's see where we are towards the end of the season. Some people are saying, well, Corey Jolk should be everyday left fielder. Well, you've got Michael Brantley coming back. And Michael Brantley, here's news on him. He will be having a rehab start at Sugarland on Sunday. So if you can get tickets to the game on Sunday, I'm telling you, if you've never been to a Space Cowboys game, you got to go. But you have to like what you have because if all of a sudden Myers becomes a major player for the center field position, if all of a sudden Corey Jokes becomes a guy that you can't turn down a spot in left field, if Mauricio Dubon is hitting the way he's hitting, he's not taking Altuve's position, but now you have a legitimate utility guy that is dependable, that you could bring him in, he could play short, he could play second, and you know what? Pena might need a rest a day or two. I'm just saying he's not the best shortstop, Mauricio Dubon, 
but his bat is there. It is, it's so great to see though. Let me talk to you about Pro Baseball GM. It's the coolest game I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a Major League GM. Well, it turns out it's not that easy. If you've had the same thought and you fantasize about managing your own franchise, then go download Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty just like the Houston Astros. All this is in challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, and if you want to, where you want to, no matter what. Locked On Astros listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. And let me just apologize to everybody tonight. Um, I'm not able to get as many comments up on here when I am going solo. So I am not ignoring you. I'm I'm rolling through this. I'm seeing your comments. And I'm trying to interject what y'all are saying and commenting on so that when those listening that haven't seen this this channel, they can go, oh, maybe I'll go to YouTube and check it out because we would love to feature what you have to say. <laughs> he says, Brett, Nick O says, Brett, the hats, man, where can I get it? So this hat is going to be a hat from ATGLA, but they're sold out of these hats. I, I even looked to see if I could go buy a couple others because people are always wanting one. They don't have these right now. They may re-release them. So I, I love the snapback on this. All right. So let's get focused. The Astros are tied with the Braves going to the ninth inning here in Atlanta. They've got the tomahawk chop and all those things going on. So what happens? You have Jake Myers pops out to the shortstop, Vaughn Grisham. Okay. Mauricio Dubon gets up and what does he do? He singles on the ground ball to the left fielder, Kevin Pillar. Then Alex Bregman lines out to Kevin Pillar. Kevin Pillar makes a great stab just lays out and gets it. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? A balk. <laughs> I'm not talking about the home run yet. A left-handed pitcher who is facing first base makes a move to first and for some reason doesn't even realize his first baseman's not at first, so he holds on to the ball. So Dubon gets to second. So now the pressure's up even more. Now the... Pitcher is like, oh, crap, I have got to get my stuff together because if I don't, Jordan Alvarez is going to score this guy. All Jordan Alvarez would have to do is hit an opposite field single and Dubon scores, and they take the lead. So it's it's not necessarily famine or feast. This isn't a must-home run situation. But his first pitch was a ball, 97 miles an hour. Then he threw three straight strikes. He had a called strike. He fouled two off. Those were all cutters. Then he throws ball two, a 97.1 mile an hour four seam. Then he throws ball three, he gets a full count, 89.5 cutter. And everything he threw him was away except for that fifth pitch. And then he throws him another cutter, but he puts it right in the middle of the zone over the outer third of the plate. And wouldn't you know, he drives this ball 405 feet with an exit velocity of 105.5 miles per hour, 33 degree launch angle over the six foot wall in right center field. And they go up six to four. I mean, you want to talk about this is the moment your Don was made for and getting Dubon to second 
had some cause and effect. What was the cause and what did it affect? Him getting to second helped because now the pitcher has got to think about what do I do now? Because he knows Jordan can hit all over the field. You're right. Diana M says, I'm so surprised he didn't just walk him. I'm glad. I'm sure glad he didn't. Look, if I'm in that situation and if I know that all I need to do is get this guy out and Abreu's coming up and the way Abreu's been hitting... Abreu has struck out 10 of the 20 times that he's been up with runners in scoring position. Walk Jordan and then pitch to Abreu. I know Abreu's like a lifetime going into the season 311 hitter with runners in scoring position, but that is an absolute walk situation, and they didn't do it. So they they go into the dugout. They change, they change it up. They get the third out. Jose Abreu lines out sharply to left field. Kevin Pillar was getting peppered tonight. He was getting some fielding practice. Ryan Presley comes in the ninth. Sam Hillard grounds out um, to Ryan Presley. He gets the, you know, he gets there, makes the play. Then Kevin Pillar walks. And one thing we noticed was his velo is back up. So let's look at, um, let's look at Presley's. Oh, did I put it on here? I know I have Presley's. Um, anyways, I don't, I don't have the graphic here with me, but Ryan Presley's velocity was up like two miles per hour, his, his pitches. Um, so he ticked up tonight. His velo is back up. He walked Kevin Pillar. Um, he was throwing, um, 94.6, 94.9 to Pillar. And then Ronald Acuna gets up, which is a huge strikeout, obviously 90 mile per hour slider. 82 mile an hour curveball, 95.6 mile an hour four seam. And then you got a swinging strike on a 91.5 mile an hour slider. So you have two outs then, and then you get Matt Olson up. Matt Olson flies out to center fielder Jake Myers, and the Astros win the game. But he got up to 96, 97 miles per hour. So they close it out with a great performance all around. And I didn't even talk about Alex Bregman early on a whole lot. You know, he got in the mix. Um, He was, he was in there. He was kind of cleaning things up, but this is an exciting game. And here's what I want to take away from this game. Hunter Brown, I'm going to keep saying it. It was a bend, not break performance. After he gave it the four runs, he absolutely locked in. And this kid threw seven strikeouts. For a young pitcher to get in that kind of trouble, and the other pitcher on the other side only giving up one run, now the pressure's on because coming in, they were both 2-0. and Coming in, they were both sub-2 ERA. Now his ERA is like right above three, but he only pitched four and two-thirds innings. Um, and then you had the Braves pitcher, Elder, it was still 1.14 because he went six innings, six strikeouts, and only gave up one run. So it was the Braves' bullpen that ruined the game. And it was the Astros starting pitching, faltering, correcting the relief pitchers coming in and pitching solid baseball, pitching to contact, throwing strikes, and they didn't give up a run. What an amazing game because playing Atlanta right now, the Atlanta Braves are now 14 and six. They were 14 and five coming into this game. The Astros are now at 500. And 
I'm sorry. I'm going to dance on it, and I'm going to dunk on them a little bit because Rangers fans have been really annoying me lately. But I believe the Rangers, while we were finishing the show, <laughs> lost to the Oakland A's. Oakland A's are 4-16 and 16 on the year. And I want to talk a little bit about that before I close out the show. Because so right now it's Texas at 12 and 7, Houston at 10 and 10, the Angels at 9 and 10, the Mariners at 8 and 10, 8 and 11, and Oakland at 4 and 16. It was announced a couple days ago that Oakland will be purchasing land to build a stadium in Las Vegas. And the first thing I did was I went and checked on my friend Jason over at Locked On Athletics. Jason just became a credentialed media member this year. He's been covering this team, been watching this team his whole life. So put yourself in his shoes, and it sucks, because now these fans will not have a team to root for. These fans will not. I mean, and it's it's not the player's fault. It's the ownership. The ownership was absolute dog water these last few years, would not get that city a new stadium. And I know Oakland and California has their economic issues, but I just felt for my friend because I was like, you know, I remember when we lost the Oilers and I wasn't super heartbroken about that, but I can't ever imagine losing the Astros. Can you imagine losing the Astros? Like I I would, I told him, I said, if if the Astros left Houston, I would move. I would move to wherever they went. I, I couldn't live in a city where I didn't have my team. And you're right, Brennan. Vegas should have been an expansion team. That's right. I like that. Not a current team moving. And look, it's it's the ownership. And I feel bad for the A's fans. And I know everybody's been dunking on and say, well, they only get 11000 per. Well, the ownership keeps shipping off their talent. I mean, they just dismantled the team last year. They had no intentions of staying. So just be thankful. Look, we're 10 and 10 right now. <laughs> We've we've done a lot of panicking. I know I myself, H Town Wheelhouse, have done a lot of talking about, you know, putting up the gold jerseys. We're not ready to rain. And because I guess I've been disappointed at the inconsistency. But you and I have to remind each other and hold each other accountable in this dogfight. 2023 is going to be tougher than 2022. These bumps and bruises are going to continue to happen. And that's okay. It's going to make us stronger, right? Um, Is there going to be a stream tomorrow? I do not think we're going to do one tomorrow because I will be going to watch the fight at um, at a local establishment. I put it in the in the um, in the chat earlier. I don't want to say it right now, but we're working on a sponsorship with a certain restaurant, local sponsorship, and I'm talking to a place out west in Katy called the Home Run Dugout. Um, I'm, I'm working on plans right now to do a live show at the home, home run dugout. It's a new place where it's basically like top golf for baseball nerds. I mean, it's, it's got like this wolfel ball or this ball that comes out of the ground and you hit it onto a screen and you can choose any stadium to hit a home run in. And then they have a wolfel ball field. So we're going to do that. Um, it's going to be awesome. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. 151 of y'all. Holy crap. You man, y'all are the best. Like, We absolutely love every single one of y'all, even when we disagree with you. And even when you disagree with us, we love it because that's what makes the world go round. We all have one common goal. We want to see the Houston Astros win a World Series. We want to have fun because baseball is the best 
sport on the planet. My name is H-Town Wheelhouse. Make sure that you're an everydayer. Please listen to our podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Um, you will get to meet us someday, Josh. We're going to be doing a live at, at Home Run Dugout when I get the date nailed down. I'll let y'all know. We'll also be doing some lives at Hooters around the area um, when we get all that stuff. So it should be fun. You should have several opportunities. Next time we're at a game, I'll be at the April 30th game, Sunday night baseball versus the Phillies. I'll let you know. Come meet me at the Budweiser Plaza or St. Arnold's in left field. Let's hang out. Love you guys, too. Thank you all so much. Um, I'll answer one more question before I go. Brett, would you move up Jolks? Would you move Jolks up? and move Abreu down. Look, Abreu just needs to talking to. Like, dude, start hitting the damn ball. Just go out there and hit the ball. Quit. Quit, like, dropping off. Quit. Like, do what do what we're paying you to do. 30-something million to do. I mean, look, if Jolks is having success where he's at, don't move him. Pena, absolutely leave him. Abreu needs to move up. I think, I think Tucker and Alvarez need to be back-to-back. So that's all I got tonight. Thank y'all for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Remember, we're your team every day. And just know that anytime you have a question or a wonder or a fear about the Houston Astros, you can always come here because why? Because we got you covered. This is another edition, a special late night Friday edition of a winning Houston Astros baseball club. Every day, y'all have a good one. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. Y'all have a great weekend and be safe. We'll talk soon.